asshole. You kind of got to get over that. You can't allow that to scar you to the point where you limit or pigeonhole yourself to go to the next level. And if you really desire to go to the next level, you really need to have somebody in your stuff. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham? Well, the link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, 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 greetings. Welcome, welcome. Excited to be talking now with Miss Whitney Guyton. She's originally from Chicago, but has lived in Virginia for the last 20 years. Uh, She's opened eight businesses, is the mother of five children, two of which are HBCU students, including one very proud Hamptonian. Uh, Whitney is also the owner of Synergy Health Company. Uh, It is a mental health firm. We'll talk more about that. Whitney, I'm just excited to have you on the show. Your breadth and depth of entrepreneurship, I believe everyone will kind of benefit from and hearing your story and the work that you're doing now. um, I'm just excited for the conversation. So welcome. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Pause. Was that okay? Perfect. That's fine. (laughs) It can be edited. So I'm like, let's make sure she's good. That's perfect. That's perfect. So... My understanding, Whitney, is that you started your first business, your first LLC, as a college student. Is that right? Absolutely. That is correct. What was that experience? Why did you do it? Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So um, I was in the music industry when I first came to Norfolk State, and um, I had a kids rap group called 2C and I knew that they needed to be protected. I knew that their parents um, looked at me as like a person that was going to protect their children and within this industry and so I needed to learn uh, how to be a good manager, what it means to run a studio, you know, things of that nature so I started researching. I actually went to the Regent University Law Library and I Research LLCs, I researched contracts, and I, I did that for like 30 to 60 days first. And once I found out what I needed to do and the steps I needed to do, I start. I did those things. I went through this uh, the the state corporation commission. I got my first LLC. Then I went to the IRS, got my EIN number, and then I um, basically without a lawyer was able to formulate my first contracts to, to give to the parents so that I could protect the children and their likeness and things of that nature and their name. And so I started researching and going through copywriting and trademarking and stuff like that. And I was like, that was, um, I hadn't even turned 19 yet. Yeah, I love it. Because one of the things we're hearing now is, eh, maybe starting a business is not for everyone. Some people are just... <laughs> employees, et cetera, et cetera. And while I think it's true that, um, you know, maybe some folks are meant to be employees, I still think everyone should have an LLC. Like, even if they're going to work full time for someone else, the exposure of learning about business, um, I I just think it's it's something every American needs. What are your thoughts? Um, I believe that too, because I, well, I believe both. 
everyone is not an entrepreneur. You have to have this, and I think this insane gene to be, <laughs> to be an entrepreneur. So everyone isn't an entrepreneur, and that is okay. There are people that do better as an employee, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to have a business. That is, it's a difference. An entrepreneur has people that work for them and they this, that, and the third, but a business owner could be a business of one. Sure. So we have to understand that different dynamic. But like I always tell people, LLC your name. Yeah. Make your business your name. And then you can actually file taxes on that. Like it's a lot of different things that you can do in reference to having a business. You know, you can use business credit and personal credit. And I don't want to go all the way into that. Yeah. That's really, really, really in-depth. But you honestly, I do believe that everybody should have a business. If there is something that you like to do and people are paying you for it, get an LLC. And I don't care if you make $20 a month off of that business. And if you've been doing that for the last two or three or four years and you're paying taxes on that, you have you can actually develop business credit on that because you've had this business for said many years because years longevity is a big thing um here so having a small business doesn't mean that you need to go out and get all this uh spend all this money on space and i need an office and i need this you see we get that in our thought process in our mind of what we think a business is and we go we either psych ourselves out because we're like i don't have the money for all of that or we overdo it and then realize it wasn't all that wasn't needed. And I think the best time for that to learn that is in college. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the best time because now you have you have way more. It's the funniest thing. While you're in school, you have way more resources than when you get out of that bad boy. Mm. Way and more seeming cash flow is incredible. Exactly. In <laughs> it's it's crazy. It like, but if I were in college, I would have bought that handbag or <laughs> I would have had that whatever. Things are different. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's a it's a it's a great time. And plus the confluence of ideas, the synergy with all the other people. Um exactly. And I think we need to use, I think. It's the college student needs to use the resources in which they have around them. Yeah. Um, and there's a wealth of knowledge within the, the campus. And they if they use that to their advantage, that is something that you can honestly put on a resume. Even if the business doesn't go off and make all this money and things of that nature, it's really the experience. You've, you've kind of opened up your own internship to, <laughs> to yeah. a certain degree while you're going through this process. If you need a logo, go down to the computer design animation people and probably get yourself one for $20, $30 because somebody is is. needing to do this anyway for their professor and say, Hey, can you do this for me? There's so many different things. There's professors that have businesses, there's business departments. And there's the crazy thing is there's a lot of seed money for college students, as you and I know, who decides that, Hey, I want to open up a little something. And how do I get this done? Or I don't have the money there are different awards that they can get and that give them seed money, but you can't get those same things out of college. Yeah. There's alumni that you can speak to. And sometimes once you leave those college doors, once you graduate, it's just like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But if you were there as a student on campus, it's a different situation. And this really is a different kind of a next level conversation, right? When I think about the black community, (sighs) just the whole piece about 
the LLC. I mean, there's so much power in the LLC. Hate to mention Donald Trump because I know we have a love hate, mostly hate relationship. Right. Figure something out as it relates to, you know, leveraging Let's be- leveraging the business entity, right? There's so much you can do within that environment once we become familiar and then comfortable. So I, I like what you said. And then um what we're able to do with our college opportunities, just there's so much there than just the classes that we've signed up for, right? If we choose yes. to get that. If business. we choose. Yeah. Uh, to, to piggyback on your LLC thing. Um, so right now I have this thing called the Virginia Business Initiative that I'm that I've put together with the SBA. Awesome. And that initiative is honestly based upon documentation and paperwork, because what we found out in our community as a black community is that you got all these businesses out here. But a lot of their documentation and paperwork is not the way that it needs to be so that they don't qualify themselves for financial assistance. And when I say assistance, I'm not talking about just giving you some money, but I'm talking about when you we walk into the bank and we go, well, they won't give us anything. But your paperwork not right. Right. So what they what they what are going to do with you? So my initiative is working with the SBA to help the entrepreneur who or the business owner who's already established and those who would desire to be established (laughs) so that they can start out on the right foot and be able to leverage their business and not their personal for extra finances. That's what I just did. I leveraged my business to do the real estate development that we're doing downtown Portsmouth. I'm not, I didn't leverage myself, my personal stuff, but I leveraged my business and the business portfolio that it has so that I can move to the next thing. People say, well, do you have that type of money? Technically, yes. But why do I need to use my OPM, my people? Right. Other people's money, right? Exactly. As as long as you have a viable business, a viable plan, and your documentation is in order, that LLC is powerful. It's ridiculously powerful. And the cool thing about it is, if you don't do it right, you can start again with a new one. You can start all over again. You can start all over again. Good buddy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, that's the that's honestly we we don't want to say his name because it's like a cuss word, but that's the Trump way. That's and honestly, that's not even just the Trump way. That's the Rockefeller way. That's the Bloomberg way. That's the that's the Zuckerberg way. That is the way. And we have to stop as we have to look at it and go, hey, how do I put myself in that position? Because a lot of times we go, oh, it's not me. I don't have this and I don't have that. Honestly, life starts with paperwork. When you first born, they gave you paperwork. I mean, everything is paperwork. And if your paperwork is in order, if you're taking your time and researching and doing what you're supposed to do and things are in order and you can hand me a portfolio and go here and I can, and it makes sense to me, the the funding is there. All you have to do is if you have this bomb, great idea and you put it on paper and I'm not talking about like a business plan on paper and I'm not denouncing the business plan, but it's more than just that. It's making sure that your documentation is in order. You got your LLC, your EIN, your operational agreements, things of that nature. You put all that stuff together and you're showing them that you can file 
these things correctly and you have things done right and you come and sit at my table and you ask me to be an investor, you may get a yes. Mm-hmm. If you just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. Felt like this is a, a, a good moment to kind of plug this show, plug the fact that we're talking with Whitney Guyton. She is um, a, a serial entrepreneur dropping some serious nuggets uh, on the show today. Just appreciate you across the board. <laughs> I've said that before. Um, excited to learn about the Virginia Business Initiative, though, as well, because it's interesting. I think it's, it's part paperwork. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the there's like a mentality that we're also dealing with. And part of it is that we don't always want folks in our business. We don't necessarily... Yeah, you got to throw that out the window. We have to, right? As business owners... We're in business. You know what I mean? We're exactly. in business to make money. We're in business to serve customers. We're in business to grow our business. And so we've got to get more comfortable. I know it goes back to kind of not having necessarily the kitchen table conversations with our family members to even discuss money at all. But mm-hmm. now that we're in business, we're in business, you know? And I exactly. noticed that people that don't look like us, sorry, we didn't got to something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Folks that don't look like us, they're always talking about money and they're not just mm-hmm. talking about other people's money. They're talking about their own. Hey, this is what my business did this year. This is what we're looking to do next year. You know what I mean? This is, this is our financial position. This is our balance sheet. This is where we're at. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yes, you gotta be honest. <laughs> I tell people, you gotta be honest. People come to me all the time. They say, what, what can I help? And I tell them, um, or oh, what can you help me? And I say, Absolutely. But there's one thing that you have to do. If you're not going to tell me the truth, if you're not going to be able to be open and honest about what is going on, I cannot help. I cannot get dive in to let you know what the issue is. If you want to be secretive and see, I understand as a people and I, you know, I didn't want to go into just us, but as a people, we have had some some horrific things has happened. And so what we have learned to do is to protect self at almost all costs. But the problem with that is we limit ourselves from what we can do. And yeah. so if I can't let you in and let you know exactly what is going on, you cannot help me. So when I first started my business, my main business, not like, you know, I had smaller companies and things like that. But when I started, when I had the, the, the big business and the the thing that just really blew, which was synergy, um, I did something that was totally out of character for my family and for people. And as I I called and said, listen, I need a CPA. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with him. Um, his name was Sherman. I sat down with him and said, oops, here's all the stuff and I know I didn't do it right and he was able to say okay thank God that you've only been in business for about a not even a whole entire year when we were started making six and seven figures going into this so he was just like okay great I can help you I will fix this and anything else that you get you have and if if it wasn't because of that that I did what six years ago I would not be in the position to do multi-million dollar development deal here within Virginia. It just wouldn't have happened. So I thank God that I had the notion of, hey, 
I need somebody in my stuff. Cause they don't, I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it smells good enough. I don't know what's going, you know, I, I knew how to run a business. I knew how to do things in that nature. But when it started to make certain type of money, I was like, you know what? I could just keep this money and not, you know, and not pay taxes right or do this or do that. Or I can put somebody into my business that knows what's going, that knows this type of stuff. And, um, and have them fix it if need be. And that's what we really honestly need to do. We got to stop this whole, I don't want anybody in my business. Somebody's going to do this to me or whatever. And I understand that I've had things happen to myself even recently, but you kind of got to get over that. You can't allow that to scar you to the point where you limit or pigeonhole yourself to go to the next level. And if you really desire to go to the next level, you really need to have, um, look, you really need to have somebody in your stuff. We got to get in your business. And that's what VBI is. And I'm telling people when they come, we're going to have our first like big meeting January the 22nd at the TCC in uh, Portsmouth. And one of the things I'm going to tell people is, listen, there is money. I, I know we can get it for you. I 100% know we can get it for you. But we're going to have to be in your business. Is either you if either you desire it or not. Yeah. I mean, that's tough because a lot of folks, you know, they're in business, but they're not even really in business because they didn't want to in their business. You know, I think about our community of stylists, you know what I mean, and barbers that receive cash. And it's mm-hmm. like, eh, eh. And so they're never able to necessarily purchase a home or do some of the largest yep. they'd like to do in their business because it's like, yep. I've been rolling like this for so long. You know what I mean? You're really asking me to transform what I'm even doing. And I don't know if I, if I want to do that. But see, the crazy part is I can fix that. Yeah. And make them more money. It's kind of like a friend of mine, he... Um, we got into this business called a locum's business. And and I didn't understand the business. And he's oh, a doctor. Business, I'm sorry. Locum. Locum. Okay. And, and I didn't understand the business. I didn't know what it was. He told me about it. I started researching it. And it was kind of dope. So basically, it's a, um, a job placement for physicians. Okay. So instead of... The, it's like the traveling position. You know, we're talking about that a lot lately because of COVID, right? But before, way before COVID, um, we had this business. So basically, as traveling doctors, you uh, doctors have to take vacations. Sometimes ERs or other places yeah. have more. Okay, so they have these hours. So instead of a doctor working at a hospital for how many days and hours or whatever, if they were a traveling doctor, they would only have to probably travel 10 days out of the month to make a, a month's pay. Right. Well, they don't teach that in medical school because what you end up having to do is actually you're a business and you need to learn how to pay taxes on it and things like that. And it scares yeah. people yeah. and they don't realize that they actually can work less hours and make more money only if they have the education. So going back to our stylists and barbers, they get nervous about paying taxes because it's a cash cow and they're like, I don't want Uncle Sam all in my money and all that other type of stuff. Well, there's a way around all of that stuff if they wouldn't got an LLC. Yeah. If they wouldn't got an LLC and they paid themselves and all their bills out of that LLC. Right. Right. And so there's all this information. But 
huge implication. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you just got to want, you got to just, I feel like people have to desire it, not just want it, but desire it and have their minds open to having the discussion and then maybe even doing a little bit of learning and research on their own to let the people know that, hey, this person, what they're telling me is is true and factual information. And it can be really viable to me to do this next thing for myself and for my family. Because if you want to open up your own style, your own salon or your own barbershop and you want to open, you want to buy a house or you want to buy cars, you want to whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you've always running into these brick walls and you don't understand why it is because darling you've got to have somebody in your business and you've got to have your paperwork right and it may seem costly at the first at maybe that first year but after that you're coasting and you're going to honestly you could honestly make more and you are more open to different funding and finances if you do it this way with your business there are it's crazy i ended up getting what three vehicles a 11,000 square feet facility on two acres of land, um, a crazy line of credit, all with one credit union. And that's because my documentation was in order. They basically just kind of just handed over over millions of dollars to do the things that I wanted. And it's all in my business name. And it goes onto my personal portfolio as now assets. Mm-hmm. I can, we can show you how to do this thing. We can do this thing. We can do this thing together. But you've got to be honest about things and you've got to be ready to change how you're doing business. What? How are you operating your business? Do you have an operations manual? Do you know where money is going to? Do you know what documentation that you're supposed to file with the IRS? Stop just going to these tax people that may not understand different tax codes that are intricate within your business model. That's huge. You know, so. That's, that's huge. You're absolutely right. So I want to make sure we get the particulars as we're wrapping up on the Virginia mm-hmm. Initiative, uh, particularly the the kickoff event. Um, okay. Can we talk about registration for that or how does that work? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's going to be January the 22nd. We actually have a Virginia Business Initiative uh, website that we're going to be dropping this week uh, so that people can register. Uh, it is going to be in Portsmouth. The first meeting is going to be in Portsmouth at the TCC um, campus off of Victory Boulevard uh, from 10 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m. Awesome. And we're going to have um, a couple of city officials that are going to be there. SBA is going to be there. And they're going to talk about um, the what you need as a business owner within that locality what you need as a business owner as a globally as well um the sba carl noblock from the the director of the sba here in virginia in virginia is going to be there talking about different loan products that the sba have i'm going to also have a couple banks there that are going to talk about their process that we've partnered with that is going to help navigate some of the issues that people have of, that look like us, that well, and not just us, but other small businesses as well that have difficulties getting type of financing. This is not just some, um, we are, this is not a gimmick type of 
type of event, we are honestly putting things together so that people can get the funding that they need and um, the education that they need so that they can move to the next point, um, next uh, stage. We're also going to be doing one in Newport News at the, I think at Christopher Newport um, in February sometime to with the Virginia Business Initiative. It is not a, um, the registration for that first event it's going to be between fifteen and twenty-five dollars. This is not a money for us getting the event. Honestly, it's just to pay for the space. It, and we may not, depending on what happens this week, we may not even do a registration fee because we just won't post to come out. Because this is all more about education and being uh, joining yourself with something that um, can fuel your business to from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. We're going to also talk about RFPs and RFQs. And that's basically government procurements. In governmental contracting, we're going to go over that type of stuff. So it's only a two-hour event, and that is just to get people to understand what we are, who we are, what we're doing. They can ask as many questions um, at the event as they desire, and then they will know uh, when the next the the next event is going to be. And then they can also have to come uh, come in for office hours if they would like to come into the office and go, "Hey, here's my portfolio. This is all my stuff. Fix it." <laughs> and I want the college student to come out. That even if you don't have a business, if you've thought about having a business, if you are a business major, a psychology major, I don't care. I want you to come out as well to reach out because you guys, you know, not to sound cliche, it's, honestly, you guys are the future of us. And if we can start you guys off correct now, look what you can do in the future. Yeah, no doubt. I love it with me. Thank you so much for your time today. No worries learn more about VBI and definitely we'll be sharing the information, the website and registration that becomes available. No doubt. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun this morning. Yes, it was. So, so awesome. This show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes, we do debt restructuring, and we put money in the pockets of real estate investors. So give us a call. We can fix your credit. We can restructure your debt. And if you're a real estate investor, I would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets. 757-932-0177. That's 757-932-0177. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the Black community is the Black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say Black, you say Wall Street. Black, Black Wall Street. When I say Black, you say Wall Street.